Well, good evening. Welcome to Wednesday Evening Chapel. Let us all stand as we worship this evening and trust that you're having a good evening of classes. Let us say, say our, our theme passage, our theme for the year. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Let's try that again. Let's all say it together. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. God, we are truly amazed by how you love us, each and every one of us. Thank you, God, for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to die on that cross for our sins and giving us hope, giving us a new life that we can have in you. We're just amazed by how much you love us. And we celebrate that this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for being here. I think I gave you enough time to find out that I was going to be speaking tonight. So thank you for being here anyway. Um, I've been praying for, for God to bless our time together. And if we can start off just with a word of prayer and just asking God to, you know, uh, bless our time and open up our ears and our hearts to what he wants to say to us this evening. So let's pray. Dear God, thank you for this time. Thank you for each and every one of us, each of us that have gathered tonight, and thank you for already being with us in our classes. And um, I pray, Lord Father, that you minister to us through your word. It may not be me, but um, may it be you speaking to us, and may we just hear from you tonight. Pray, Father, for any distractions or anything that's going to keep us from hearing from you, God. Uh, open up our ears, open up our hearts. Love you. In Jesus' name, amen. As I've been preparing for this evening, I've been thinking of each and every one of you. I've been thinking, you know, God has placed you on my heart. And um, where you're at, and some of you have come to Nazarene Bible College, and some of you are single, thank God, right, for now, and some of you, you know, are married, and some of you have families, and some of you um, have moved here from afar, um, some of you are from right here in Colorado Springs, some of you have um, been taking classes, and this is your third or your fourth year, or your fifth or your sixth, it's okay, um, and some of you, this is your first trimester, correct? some of you, and I've been thinking about your life, and, um, and I remember, you know, as a, as a Bible college student as well, of the different struggles that we go through in life, how life happens, and I began to think about maybe some different struggles that, um, that we go through as students, and also as um, maybe even some professors, and those, you know, life happens. And I began to pray for you. And some of you may be going through some, 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 some hard times right now. And some of you may be struggling, maybe struggling with some relationships, relationships with your spouse, relationships with your kids, and relationships even, um, even with God, uh, with the Lord. And I've been thinking, um, 
about you and even the stress that, that you know, is involved in life. And some of you may be even coming tonight so stressed out. Believe me, I, I, I can relate. You know, I've been there, done that. And I'm still going through, I'm still taking classes right now, and I still have homework to do tonight. But um, I've been praying for you, and, and um, some of you maybe even are trying to figure out how you're going to pay, pay the light bill this week, or even trying to figure out how are you going to pay for the rent. It, am I, am I kind of getting, um, don't we go through these things? And, and I've been praying for you, and God has, I've been thanking him um, for allowing me to have you on my heart, you know. And I believe that God has placed you on my heart for a reason. And I've been carrying your burdens a little bit. <laughs> and it's, it's been a lot, and I've been thinking about you. And, and I thank God for that he's given me this compassion and care for you. And I've been interceding on your behalf this week. And um, just bringing you to the throne of, of God and praying for you, even for some of you online, um, taking classes online. I've been praying, and, and will continue to pray on your behalf. And, and as I've been praying for you I, and your families, and I believe that God wants to encourage us tonight. Can we just let God encourage us tonight? Is that okay with you? And through his word. And we've been having some wonderful services, chapel services. Don't you agree? This year. It's been great. I mean, the chapel speakers have, have done a great job in ministering, you know, God's word and communicating his word to us. And even with our opening convention, I appreciate Dr. Jim Deal and how he kind of introduced our, our theme for the year and how he um, broke it into the different um, services. And it was great. And as I began to prepare for this evening and asking God um, to direct me and um, how we can be encouraged this evening, I believe God wants to encourage us once again um, through Paul's letter to Timothy. So if you can get your Bibles, Bibles in, and turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And as I've been allowing God to minister to me and seeking how we can receive from his word this evening, he began to speak, even as I began to exegete our passage and, and dig deeper into the context and the background. God began to minister to me, even there. Did you know that you can be ministered to as you're even in the context and the background? Amen? He, can, he, began, to, um, he can begin to minister to us and speak um, to me. And... So as, I read, as we read our passage once again for this evening, I don't want you just to overlook it again. I encourage you. Uh, there was so much encouragement that we can um, receive from this letter. Uh, but before we begin, I want just to remind you of a few uh, things in regards to our context and the background. Um, be reminded that Paul is the author of this letter, and he's writing from prison. And he's been arrested and convicted as a follower of Jesus Christ. He, he's, he's shackled in chains and he's writing this letter. And he writes this letter to his dear friend Timothy. And Timothy is, is, is so close to Paul that Paul considers him even his own son. He makes reference to Timothy as his own son. And this letter is, is different. 
uh, from Paul's other letters. And it, there's, Paul uses different words of emotions that makes this particular letter um, personal. And, and Paul understands that through, he makes reference that his life is coming to an end. And, and scholars even believe that this is Paul's um, last letter. And I think Dr. Deal mentioned earlier in the year that um, this could be um, noted as Paul's last words from death row. So as we read, keep these things in mind. Second um, Timothy chapter 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promises of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that, that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The word of the Lord. And so, as I mentioned before, Paul makes reference throughout this letter um, found in chapter 4 of he understands that his life is coming to an end. And chapter 4, this is what he says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So we can receive you know, this letter as Paul's famous last words, okay? Paul's famous last words. What are some famous last words that you may know of? Any of you? Famous last words? I'll be back. There you go. That's a good one. D.L. Moody. It's believed that D.L. Moody's last words were, Heaven is opening. God is calling me. Another one, Martin Luther's last words were, Into thy hands I commend my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O God of truth. Again, another great preacher and theologian, Jonathan Edwards, writes, Trust, and this is what his last words were, he says, Trust in God, and you shall have nothing to fear. And there's another, there's finally, there's another comedian, I'm not sure who this was, he goes, Finally, I'm not the funniest one in the room. So, these were his last words. But these are famous last words, and um, maybe there's some famous last words that you have received, maybe by a friend or a family, family member close to you. And we can receive this letter as Paul's famous last words to Timothy. And so Paul, we need to understand Paul, you know, the tent maker, the one handpicked by Jesus Christ, and he was converted on the Damascus road, right? And he, he's a perfect example of how God can use anyone. He, he, he traveled tirelessly throughout the ancient world and taking the message of salvations to the Jews and especially to the Gentiles, right? And we need to consider Paul, this church planter, the author of 13 out of 27 New Testament books, 
an evangelist who persevered through many trials and hardships. He understands his life is coming to an end. And yet, he writes to his dear friend. He sees Timothy needing encouragement. And it's important that, that he write these last words of encouragement, not only to Timothy, but also to the church. And, and there's a couple of things that I would like for us to just kind of look at um, as Paul begins this letter. And I'm not going to go throughout the whole um, Second Timothy, but just these first few verses that we read. And in verse 3, Paul writes, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers day and night. So Paul remembered, constantly prayed for Timothy. He, his friend, his fellow traveler, his, his son of faith, his strong leader in the church. And Paul always did this. And he was thankful for the people in his life. And in fact, it, it was how he started most of his letters, thinking and praying. You see, Timothy was left in charge of the church in Ephesus. And it was believed that, you know, Timothy was even possibly going through persecution. And so Paul writes this letter and begins and says, Paul, and he, and he tells Timothy, I'm, pray I'm praying for you. I remember you. I believe in you. And as and I was reading this, I, I, I couldn't help but just to be blessed by, by Paul and how he would, in his, in his personal letter and how he's letting Timothy know that. I'm praying for you, day and night. And we can be encouraged. I don't know, I was encouraged. And I, and, and I'm, I remember, I have to remember that there's people praying for me, right? And there's people praying for you. And I know there's some of you that have come from afar. There's your, your home church is praying for you. And your district is praying for you, or your, or your family, or your friends are praying for you. Even maybe even some of you, your kids are praying for you. I remember when I would you'd come to class, and, and my daughter would, say, would tell me the last thing she would say is, I'm praying for you, Dad. Have a good class. Even today, she still says it. I'm praying for you, Dad. Have, have a good service tonight. But we need to, I think we can be encouraged tonight, understanding that, you know, there's different ones praying for us. And I know that our president and, and the staff and the faculty are praying for each and every one of you. I don't know what you're going through. Um, you need to know that on a weekly basis, our faculty and staff, they gather and they come together and they pray for you and they lift you up. And it's, isn't it awesome to know that, you know, you're being prayed for? I, I, I just can't help but to be encouraged in this way. Um, in the midst of, of receiving from God's word, I would like to share with you a little bit of my testimony. And my testimony goes back as far back. It doesn't start with me. It starts with my parents. It starts with my dad. And, and it starts with how God came into our family. You see, I come from the Na Native American um, tr culture, uh, the Navajo tribe. And there was a point in time toward Christianity was nowhere to be found in my, in my family. And my grandfather was, came from a heritage of, of shaman, and he was, he was supposed to be a, a medicine man. And this was my family, my father, and he had eight, eight brothers and sisters. 
And there was a time to where church and God was nowhere to be found. And we were living in the reservation, and they were living in the reservation in Arizona. And um, God, um, through missionaries and through the Church of the Nazarene, you know, the gospel reached our family. And it was through my grandmother's sister who first received, you know, the message of the gospel. My grandmother's sister, remember that. And she began to go to church, and through her prayers, she began to witness, and she began to encourage, and she began to um, tell her sister, which was my grandmother, of this God. And, and that's how it all began. <laughs> and remember, you know, my grandfather was supposed to be a medicine man, a, a shaman, a, a high leader in our family. But Satan got a hold of him through alcohol. And it was through alcohol that he took him away from, from him um, pursuing to be a shaman, a medicine man. And he became an alcoholic. And it, from there on, you know, it, it devastated our family. But my grandmother's sister began to encourage her sister, saying, there's this God that can help you. There's this God that can, 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 can help your family. There's this God that can deliver your husband from, from alcoholism. And so she began to encourage her. And, and to make a long story short, you know, my grandmother finally gave her heart and life to God. But had it not been through the prayers of her sister and through the prayer life of her sister, you know, and, and, and the missionaries and, and their prayer of reaching the people amongst that community. And, and the, the, the power of prayer. And I think we, didn't, we can be encouraged tonight by Paul and how he prayed for Timothy. And we can be encouraged to know that there's people praying for you. I'm praying for you. Your professors are praying for you. I, you know, there's different ones praying for you. And Paul goes on to, to say in, in chapter, verse 5, and he reminds Timothy, he says, remember what God has done in your life. Remember what God has done in your life. And in verse 5 it says, I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded is in you also. You see, Timothy's mother and grandmother were early Christian converts, possibly under Paul's ministry. And they communicated their strong Christian faith to Timothy. And Paul wants to encourage Timothy, remember that of this, this history, this rich heritage that was passed down to you. You can be encouraged. Remember, in despite of your persecution right now. I don't know. As I begin to reach this, God began to uh, read this. God began to minister to me. He said, remember where you come from, JC. Remember how God has, how he has delivered you and how he has, how he has brought you out of, what, where, of your life, of the, of the sin in your life. Remember. And I think we can be encouraged sometimes when, when these exegetical papers are kind of um, overwhelming us or either that they're just blessing us, one of the two. Um, or these assignments, or maybe even just life, these bills, or um, these relationships. 
you know, we can be encouraged and, to, and be reminded what God has done in our lives and, how, and what he has done in our lives. And God has done some amazing things. And the story of, of my testimony doesn't end there. You need to understand how my grandmother finally, how she um, gave her heart to the Lord. It was through a, a sickness that came to our family. And my aunt became very ill. And they had to take her to the hospital, which was hours away. And they took her there, and the doctors had no cure for her. So I don't know what's going on. Just prepare for her death. And my grandmother, not knowing all she knew of the traditional um, ways, she began to seek out medicine men and shaman, and she began to seek for different help. But all the response was like, we can't help you. So on my aunt's deathbed, my grandmother remembered these prayers and these, these encouragements from her sister. And it was on her deathbed as she held my aunt. She prayed to this God. And she gave her heart to the Lord, saying, God, if you are real, heal my daughter, I'll, and I give you my life. And she... And she fell asleep this way. And she woke up the next morning and holding and hugging an empty bed. And all she could think of was like, man, what has happened? What's taking place? Uh, did they just take her away? Is she in the morgue now? <laughs> but no, she heard a toilet flush. <laughs> and out comes my, my auntie, healed with nothing wrong with her. And from there on, she knew that, you know, this God was real. And from there on, she, she chose to follow God and, and never to turn back, never to look any elsewhere. And, and for, to this very day, my aunt is alive and well. <laughs> and, and this is, you know, I'm encouraged as Paul is encouraging Timothy, remember what God has done in your life. Remember this heritage you have. I couldn't help but just to be encouraged tonight, despite what I may be going through, you know, what God has done. And you can be encouraged too. What God has, you have your, each and every one of you have your own story, what God has done in your life. And finally, Paul, as I begin, continue to read this letter, Paul reminds reminds Timothy of this gift that God has given him. Verse 6 and 7. Therefore I remind you to store up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power. You see Timothy had received these gifts this, this gift of the Spirit that enabled him to, to serve the church. And Paul reminds him, you remember this gift of this, that God has given us and to stir it up, to fan into flame once again, to, to rekindle this passion that you have. And Paul was encouraging 
Timothy, despite your persecution, despite what you may be going through, persevere, rekindle that fire. Timothy did not need new revelations or new gifts. He, he just needed courage and, and uh, self-discipline to hang on. You know, the Holy Spirit will go with Timothy and give him power. And I believe that, you know, God gives us, each and every one of us, gifts, right? And builds to build up the body of Christ. And, and, and Paul encouraged Timothy to hold on. Maybe some of you tonight may be going through some fearful oppositions. Maybe you may be going through some different trials in your life. I think we can receive from God's word to, to be strong and to be bold for the power of the Holy Spirit can help us to overcome these times in our lives. Galatians tells us to you know, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. You see, my, the testimony doesn't, doesn't end there. My, my grandmother began to go to church and, and my grandfather was still you know an alcoholic and he would be away weeks at a time binging and when he would come back you need to understand that where I'm from the reservation the nearest town is about 45 minutes to an hour away and he would be gone that far the nearest town, and he would be binging weeks at a time, and there would be sometimes he would come back and he said, where's everybody? And they would tell him, you know, oh, they're at church. And he would wait for them, he'd come back, and he would threaten my family, my grandmother, you know, if there's ever a time I come back and I find you over there, I'm going to drag you out of that church. And there came a time where my grandfather was away again binging, and he came back, and He, um, he came back and everyone was gone on Sunday at, at church again. And he asked one of my uncles, he goes, Where, where's everybody? And he said, oh, they're at church. And so he went to the church. And he flung open those doors and my grandmother, as she was sitting there, she goes, as she, she, she saw him, she goes, this is the day he does it. This is the day he's going to drag us out of this church. But my grandfather came, flung those doors open, not with even a button to hold his shirt together. And he came staggering towards my grandmother. And she began to gather the kids together and says, this is the day he's going to drag us out. And she began to brace herself and she, he came. <laughs> but he passed right by her. And he staggered his way down the aisle and he came to an altar and he and he approached the minister today and he said I need help I need God in my life and it was right then there that he gave his heart and life to God and he was delivered from alcohol and this was this was how you know the Spirit of God working the Spirit of God, had it not been through the prayers, had it not been through uh, my auntie ministering, had it not been through this, the, power, the Spirit of God working in our lives. And to make, again, a long story short, since then, you know, out of nine kids, three of, of, of my uncles are now pastors in the Nazarene church. One is a, a has his local minister's license. Two are or, 
two of my aunties are ordained ministers in the Church of the Nazarene. Grandkids are Sunday school teachers and worship leaders. And two of us have come here and are graduates of Nazarene Bible College. And my grandfather, years later, would become ordained as a minister and a pastor in the Church of the Nazarene. Only with a second grade education. The Spirit of God, Paul reminding Timothy, you have the power, the Spirit of power that lives within you. So what am I trying to say? I know time is slipping away from me. We need to be encouraged that, that you know, people are praying for, for us. That you have one another. We're praying for you. You, you have each other to pray for. First Thessalonians tells us, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just in fact as you are doing. Hebrews says, encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, that, that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have the power of prayer. God has given us prayer. Just as Paul was uh, reminding Timothy, I'm praying for you. And we can be encouraged to, to know that God has done so much in our lives, just as Paul reminded Timothy of his rich heritage and how he was brought up with the teachings of his grandmother and mother. You know, God loved each and every one of us that he, so much that he allowed the gospel message to reach us, right? Amen? We have this gospel message. We're not out there lost without this gospel message. We need to be reminded of that and encouraged to know that God loved us so much. Lord, I'm amazed by you, how you love me and how you have reached your hand down to me and how he has delivered us and how he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We have this rich heritage here at this Bible college you know, God has allowed us and he has enabled us and he blessed us to receive um, the instruction of our professors, instruction of these classes, and allowed this, this, this transformation to take place. I don't know about you, but I was transformed here. Man, God did amazing things and he's continued to do amazing things in my life. We have this rich heritage. Psalms 40 says, He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and He gave me, gave me a place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth and a hymn of praise to our God. He lifted me out. Be reminded of what God has done in your life. He has given us uh, in Christ a new creation, 2 Corinthians says. And we can be encouraged knowing that God has given us His, His Holy Spirit tonight to empower us to overcome whatever obstacles may come our way. We are encouraged that we, we, we can rekindle and we can fan into flame the spirit that God has given us and the passion that he has given us. Not a spirit of cowardice, not a spirit of timidity, timidity not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. Romans 8 says, You are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. Amen. In, in Acts chapter 1, the Pentecost scripture says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So just as Paul gave in, in conclusion, 
as I close tonight, just as Paul gave Timothy his la and the church his last words of encouragement. One famous last words of encouragement that I hold dear to my heart is the last words of my grandfather. He lived his life. He became a minister and a pastor to a congregation. And, you know, you see cancer got a hold of his life. And as he was laying on his deathbed, one of his last words that he said to my uncles at 3 a.m. in the morning, this is what he said. Who can interpret? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going ahead of you now. With all peace, without a doubt in his mind, I'm going ahead of you now. Trusting that we're going to follow and we're going to meet him one of these days. He's just going ahead of me now. Receive Paul's last words of encouragement. Let us all stand this evening. I encourage you to receive these last words and to run the race that God has marked out for you. Let us pray. And God, thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, for my testimony. And, and may just... I pray that it encourage maybe one tonight. Thank you for your word and thank you for Paul and his life and, and his famous last words of encouragement and of how he believed in the church and how he believed in Timothy. And thank you for reminding us, God, there's, we, we have different ones that are praying for us and how we can be an encouragement and, and pray for one another and spur one another on. Thank you for encouraging us tonight of, and reminding of us of what the great things that you have done in our lives when we feel like, you know, all hope is lost, God. May we be reminded of all that you have done what you have delivered us from. Thank you for reminding us that you have given us a spirit of power. <laughs> this, this spirit that can move. A spirit can, that can enable us to live each day. The spirit of power. The spirit of dunamis. Be with us. Go with us tonight and help us to live each day with this power. Remind us, Father, that we, you have given us this spirit that indwells and that, has, that you <laughs> have given us to help us each day. Go with us as we go throughout the rest of the evening. Bless our time in, in our classes and as we return to our, our homes and be with our, our families, God. Be with our children. Protect them. Bless them. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be encouraged. We dismiss.